0: Welcome everyone to the Players Podcast episode 2. I'm, I'm Bob and I'm here with my co-host Az. Welcome back As. Cheers Bob. it's great to be here. Let's get straight into episode 2 mate. Looking forward to it. Yep, it's going to be good. So we'll start off with our sports news around the world again, like we do every week. Uh, and then we'll jump into a discussion about the AFL Grand Final, which is coming up this weekend. And then we'll just also discuss the Brownlow medal, which was on last night for the AFL. Uh, and then we'll also quickly finish off with a discussion about the women's cricket uh, series against Australia versus India coming up, uh, starting tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Um, so let's get straight into the sports news around the globe. I think you're starting us off here, mate. I am, mate. Well, um, I'll kick us off with the AFL. Not much happening in the AFL world other than the uh, Brownlow, given the bye week for the grand final. So, um Start off with Ollie Wines, won the Brownlow with 36 votes, knocking off the Bont by two votes uh, to take out the 2021 Brownlow. It was a record-breaking year with over with sorry, with four players scoring over or equal to 30 po- uh, votes, not points, my god. Um, and those lads were Clary, the Bont, Wines, and Walshy. Um, that's it for AFL. I'll take NRL now. Uh, The Penrith Panthers won a tight encounter, which has been called the game of the year, finishing 8-6 against the Parramatta Eels, And then the Manly Sea Eagles smashed the Sydney Roosters 42-6 to also advance to the prelims. So the prelim finals coming up this weekend are Penrith Panthers versus Melbourne Storm and Manly Sea Eagles versus Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, In tennis... Uh, Currently, the only Australian really going around at the moment is Bernard Tomek. He's uh, trying to qualify for the Astana Open in Kazakhstan. Uh, And then also the Luxembourg Open final just happened with Yelena Ostapenko losing a tight match to Clara Tucson. Uh, And Clara Tucson won that 6-3, 4-6, 6-4. Moving on to soccer. Uh, A few days ago, Manchester United suffered a close loss to Young Boys losing 2-1. Uh, Ronaldo scored his third goal in two starts after coming back to Man United. and uh, the, Then in that game, teammate Juan Bissaka got a red card in the 35th minute, minute, and it was all downhill from there with the young boys scoring a late goal to win the game. All right, that's uh, it for soccer, but, but now in golf. Uh, on the PGA Tour, Max Homer won the 4th uh, Open with a score of 17 under, beating Maverick McNally or McNilly, however you say it. By one stroke after a clutch seven under fourth round to secure the opening win, uh, opening win of the season, or to secure the opening tournament of the season, uh, and also taking home 1.26 million US uh, dollars. The closest Aussie was Mark Leishman, um, who was who uh, finished tied fourth at 15 under after also taking out a seven under in his final round in the European Tour. Christopher Broberg won the Dutch Open by three strokes and securing 150,000 uh, euro prize. I think that's it for uh, sports around the, sports news around the world, right? Don't have anything Yeah, I think more. that's about it. Hasn't been oh, much no. happening this week in sport, right. really.
1: Uh, I mean, next week's a yeah. pretty big
0: week, I think. A bit of Formula <laughs> 1 time, grand so. finals. Yeah, exactly. There'll be a lot to talk about. Um, exactly. So let's jump straight into our AFL Grand Final preview. So coming up this Saturday night, we've got the biggest game of the year in the AFL, uh, the Grand Final, uh, with uh, my beloved D's playing against the Western Bulldogs. Uh, so you got any thoughts or anything about uh, who you think is going to win for the in the Grand Final? Oh, well, um, I don't know. Man. I think D's have got a, a good chance, but then also... Bulldogs, last time they were in this situation, having come from the bottom four of the finals, uh, they took it home with four straight wins. I think the first team to ever do so, possibly. um, Yeah, possibly. Or maybe maybe the first team to ever... Definitely the first team to ever do so in seventh, I believe. Uh, Or maybe vice versa. Either either way, I reckon the Dogs are a strong chance, but if Melbourne are able to keep up their form, um, like they have, demolishing every team that stands in their way, it's... um, it's looking good for the Ds too. Yeah, well, I mean, the last time Melbourne finished top of the ladder, we also won the flag. So that's another... That was 70 years ago and there were 10 teams <laughs> in the league. So, uh, yeah, no time has yeah. changed. It has, it has. Uh, well, let's hope that the tradition, that, that one about how we do so well finishing top uh, works for us. I think we've won 11 of the 12 times that we finished top of the ladder at the end of the season, so... Uh, it'll be let's hope we win. Uh, there was a little bit of an injury scare coming out of the Melbourne camp the other day with uh, what was that? small forward Charlie Spargo, uh, jarred his oh, ankle right. in training after being tackled. <laughs> but they've declared he'll be fit to play, which is very good news. Uh, I think that's just the media trying to fish for a, a headline in the uh, yeah, five week before the grand final because nothing's going yeah, on. Yeah, two teams and nothing else to report on. Yeah, I think once they said like he was. Uh, didn't take any further part in that training session because he was he didn't ice it up or anything, but then they were straight onto it saying, oh, massive injury scare and like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um I do have a question to ask you about the AFL actually. Okay, hit me, Bob. Do you do you think that in after the grand final, uh, there should be a medal for every player who played the game, every player who has played a game for the year, or the whole squad? I think they should continue doing what they're doing. Every player that has played, sorry, every player that played in the grand final and also this year, including the uh, 23rd man, the emergency, um, those guys get a medal. And then a little add-on to this, a bit of a hybrid of two of those uh, options is the club can designate up to two or three more people also deserve a medal. So say Nathan Jones, I know he didn't play. I know he hasn't played since round six, but I I love how he's loyal to Melbourne even through the dark days. Yep. I mean, exactly. he saw a lot of dark days and now he hasn't got a game since round six. Um, Bob and I, you were, or we were discussing that I would love to see that Jones would uh, get a run in the grand final, not even as an emergency, but on the bench or on the ground to start off with just because yeah. he's been he's been with the club he was skipper for a bit he's um it's it's just sad that he wasn't able to make it up to west coast but um
1: just yeah, players like players like
0: him or even yeah. robert murphy back in 2016 that's yeah. uh that's where you'd give those extra medals out to yeah it was un- it was unfortunate for him the timing because he's just had twins nathan jones born late last week or early la- during last week so he had to fly home back to Melbourne, which means like even the slim chance that he was, that he was going to play is now completely. Yeah. Well, but uh, I have a hypothetical for you. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Um, Say you were in Jones' position. You had twins. Yep. It was twins, right? Yeah, twins. Yeah. So you had twins uh, coming up in Melbourne. Of course, COVID, you're in his position. Do so you fly home, see the birth of your child and absolutely like get rid of any chance of playing a grand final after announcing your retirement? And after, um, and after being with the club for, I think, 16 years and 300 yeah. games. Yeah. So would you fly home, look at the... Uh, witness a kid's birth? I'm not sure whether they're his first kids, but still... They were, weren't They weren't. his first kids. Oh, okay. uh, he's already got two, I think. Oh, uh, but I think it's very hard to say as I haven't been in either situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so... I think that you'd have to go and go back to Melbourne for your kids. I think, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to have to disagree with you there, mate. Um, I mean, it was in the end, it was probably not as hard of a decision as he wasn't like he was still probably a few players off being in the team. If he was like in the team, though, that's where it gets kind of tricky, but the fact that he probably wasn't going to play for me kind of made quite an easy decision for him to not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To not well, be I mean, at the, for the grand final. Yeah. Well, I mean, with my thinking is, I mean, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to say this to your wife, but it's, uh, it's, you, you go play the game in Melbourne. Like, yes, you, uh, not Melbourne, Perth. Yes. You'd miss the birth of your kids, but in his case, we'd already had to, and I know this it does not sound great at all, but, um, <laughs> But I mean, if I was playing in the AFL for sixteen years in a club that hasn't won a premiership in an eternity, I'm I'm going to do everything I can to try play. And it's not like yeah. I'm, it's not like I'm ditching my child's birth to uh, to go pet a grand in in the casino or whatever. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. purposeful. Your uh, your very slim chance of getting a wife now becomes zero. I think, Ari. So yeah, mate. <laughs> oh well. Nah. Just did a giant mate confirmed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm I think it is going to be a very good, I think high scoring grand final. Yeah. Uh, both teams having very strong like scoring capabilities. Uh, I think I think that if both teams play at like 100%, Melbourne can win. And if like we, they both play at the same like percentage, then Melbourne can win. But it's just if Bulldogs come out just a lot better, then of course they're going to win. That's yeah. So I, my tip, I think, is in Melbourne by about about twenty odd points. That's fair. I'd say my tip. Oh, I don't know. I I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs just to just to go against you here, Bob. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs by. <laughs> why- 13 points. The unlucky number 13.
1: Um,
0: I'll say say Melbourne by 21. We'll come back next week and we'll see who is closer. Or who's closer if we do this? Is it Melbourne by three points? Is that the middle? Uh, About, yeah. Melbourne by three points. right. Yeah, so we'll we'll come back to all of you next week uh, and we'll see who's closer, which uh, brings us onto the point of next week uh, we've got a special announcement for next week's podcast, which we will announce at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, yes, I thought you were stay going to be all this one, Bob, but looks like yeah, I'm going to have to um, carry again. I kind um, of forgot to mention this at the start. Yep. So stay tuned for a big announcement for the uh, podcast next week. Uh, we will hopefully try and remember to announce it at the end of the episode. Uh, uh yeah, and if, yeah. if we don't so, you, you'll hear about it on our instagram or our youtube yep. and you'll hear about yeah. it don't worry it's uh exactly all right uh let's go let's talk about the Brownlow Medal, yes. which happened last night so it was a very very close uh tally uh were, were you watching it i was watching it yeah i uh got every vote mate <laughs> same mate it was uh <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, it took a while to get started, the votes. Oh like The God. coverage lasted yeah. a while with the red carpet. But after that, they actually moved through it pretty quickly, which was good. Oh, that was the so previous good. years, it's been super slow. So yeah. it good, it was quick. Yeah, so um, Bob, do you have any clear opinions on the Brownlow medal other than the fact that you think Clary got robbed? Oh, no. He, he, Clayton Oliver didn't get robbed, but it's it's hard because you have a look at players like Sam Walsh and Ollie wines, for instance, like, they pretty much got all the votes for their team. Like, yeah, Sam Walsh, like, even when they were losing, though, Sam Walsh was getting, like, three votes. No, no one else was getting close to him. Um, whether you look at, like, Melbourne, there was always other players around. Uh, play, like, Clayton Oliver, same with Bontempelli at the Bulldogs. There were always players that were... Even when they played really well, they didn't get, the, maybe, the votes that they deserved for their game. Yeah. Um, so... So that's why it was pretty clear that it was always like, it was probably always going to be Ollie Wines just for the fact that there wasn't really many other players selling votes other than Travis. True. Off him. Yeah. Um, well then also with the Bombers, um, this is going to be a bit controversial, but I would say the Bombers prob- is probably the toughest to get votes from. I know Melbourne has gone and Petrarca and Oliver, but Merritt and... Um, Parrish Merit and Parish, thank you, yeah. I think Parrish got 27, maybe? 26, I think it was. Yeah, and then Merritt was close behind with like low 20s. Those guys were stealing votes of each other. If you think about it, 22 games in a season, and that's 66 votes available, and Parish Parr- and Merritt have got over two-thirds of the available votes for all the Bombers games. And then again, the Bombers didn't win most of the games. They, I think they went... 11 and 11, 10 and 12, maybe. I think it might be 11 and 11. Yeah, I mean, that is a very controversial statement. and Probably not true. But as an SNN supporter, you can probably get away with saying that. You've got to have some bias. I mean, you could also say the same about Melbourne, though, because we had 96 votes out of a possible 132 we could have got all year, like go to our team. And also, we just mentioned one thing. There was one game that Melbourne got absolutely stitched up. So we, we played against Adelaide in round... Just listen to this. We played against oh, yeah. Adelaide in round 21. We won by 40 points and Bailey Fritch kicked seven goals and he got one vote. And the two top vote getters were Adelaide players when they lose by six, six seven goals. Who was that again? It was Keyes and Laird? Keyes and Seedsman. So That's their right. winger and one of their midfielders. Who, to be fair, you look at the stats. They did play well. But when you lose by 40 points, you... Surely you're under the top two. And surely someone yeah. who kicks seven goals gets more votes than someone with 30 disposals on a week. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's just some umpires. So um, I guess you can't really do it, much about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was always, like, stuff like that. But that's why I always find it hard. Like, it's very hard to get three votes in a losing side. Oh, like, if it's close, then sometimes. But if it's, like, you're losing six, seven goals, like... yeah. You're basically single-handedly carrying your team to like to be as close as you were. Yeah. Well, with the Adelaide Melbourne game uh, when Melbourne went nearly eleven and zero, do you remember who got the votes there? Was it three Melbourne? Uh players yeah. Or? Uh, I think it. No, I don't think it was three Melbourne players, but I definitely know that Clayton Oliver. We lost. Clayton Oliver got three votes, yeah. but he got thirty-seven disposals and three goals. So it yeah. was quite deserving of it, absolutely. Uh, but um, I can't remember who got the other ones. But yeah, but that was three votes in a losing side. When you lose by one point, then and especially if you have thirty-seven disposals and three goals, then like, of course, yeah, you probably deserve them. <laughs> yeah, you deserve them, even if your team loses by one hundred and twenty. Because wasn't I'm pretty sure that that game was actually ranked the fourth best individual game. Since they started taking the ranking point stats, and the other three were like when Buddy kicked thirteen, Mark Mark Lacroix kicked ten, and Stevie Johnson kicked eight or something, and had ten goal assists or something like that, something crazy. And then it was Clay Oliver's game, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so Ari. I do have to bring something up quickly. Oh no. You gave us a fun fact last week. Yes. Uh, Are you asking me to give us give you another one, Bob? I would like another fun fact, but before, can we make sure that this year, this week's fun fact is actually a good fun fact? Because last week yours, you had a golfer in a fun fact about a tennis. uh, Yes, I I did. I did mix that up. I, uh, I believe I said. The last person to win a singles Grand Slam, uh, men's singles Grand Slam, was Ben Hogan, which ben Hogan, I can confirm yeah. is uh, incorrect. Um, we thank our viewers to uh, uh, we thank our viewers for getting in contact with us and uh, making sure we knew. Uh, I would like to correct my statement, and I would like to say that it was actually Australian Rob Laver that uh, was the last person to win a men's single uh, Grand Slam. So he, was. he still holds that title as Djokovic couldn't seal the deal. Um, yeah, but let's move on with that. Let's stop living in the past. Do you have a fun fact for this week? Of course, I do. Man, I've got two fun facts. Oh, no way. Yes. This is this is big. This is yes. big. I, I really this could be a mistake though, because I'm not doing three next week and then four the next. So, uh, <laughs> I think we'll just keep I it to two it. per week. But, but I have but to say, we'll have to say, kicking off the fun facts. Fun fact number one, Mr. Maxwell Gorn. The old number thirty-seven and the new number thirteen for the Melbourne Demons. Ale-
1: uh, Eleven. These, Sorry, Clary's number thirteen. He's <laughs> already getting it wrong.
0: Um, no. Um, he was. He was. Grew up in New Zealand. That's fun Ooh, fact number one. That's a good one. Uh, and fun fact number two was, um, I think it was thirty players, thirty-six players. Uh. Reached the uh, double digits Brownlow votes mark for the 2021 season, 35 of which being midfielders. The 36th thir- being a ruckman in Max Gorn, who is arguably a midfielder given the given where he plays as a ruckman. But I I actually listened to a uh, another podcast this morning I'm about tra- yeah. talking about it. No, but what it was <laughs> yes. was they said that Max Gorn, you have a look at his year, like if he was back in the 90s and whatever, you'd, like, you'd say that's a Brownlow medal winning year, like he played that yeah. well. But you come and have a look this year, he's got 16 votes, which is still a very oh, yeah. good job. 16 at, like, more than you and I. Exactly, exactly. But you have a look and the midf- midfielders are just running away with it. Like he wasn't of even course, close. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you can imagine his game where he kicked five um, in the final against... Geelong, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be the sort of dominance that uh, he would have needed to display every week as a ruckman to take out the grand uh, take out the Brownlow, which is just like unheard of. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. he was the first uh, ruckman to score. five. No, not even ruckman. First person to score five goals in a final in a long time. Maybe. I think. Right. I think he was. I think that fact is wrong. I reckon someone yeah. has. Uh, it, it definitely was. I think maybe for a Ruckman, it might have been. Yeah, that would probably it. All, all these uh, stats in my head, mate, all these fun facts and all that, yeah. they get, they're jumbling you, up. Yeah, they are. Um, so let's now move on to our last uh, topic, which is we're talking about the women's cricket yes. starting up. Starting up tomorrow, Tuesday, 10 a.m., we've got the first ODI between Australia. Uh, and India. So the other day there was... India the, or New Zealand? Uh, it's actually against India. Oh, okay. So the New Zealand one is a bit further uh, yeah, along I the track. Yeah, I think so. All right. Easy. My bad. So Australia uh, played in a uh, practice match against India the other day. Uh, beat them by 36 runs after a strong batting innings led by Rachel Haynes, uh, our fellow Kerry uh, past student, Meg Lanning yep. uh, and Beth Mooney. Uh, Rachel Haynes top scored with 65 and then Lanning and Mooney both scored a comfortable 59 each. On the bowling side, young 19-year-old gun Stella Campbell, led the way with three for 38 off seven overs. Uh, And that was a good start for the Aussies, looking to beat India in the first multi-format series ever. So to explain that, that means that we play against India in three one-day matches, a test match, and then three T20 matches. Um, and how do Bob? Can you explain how the points work for that one? Because uh, uh, yes. even I don't know that well. Um, I genuinely just uh, help us out. So in the limited over matches, so the one day internationals and the T20s, for a win you get two points, and then for the test match, if you win you get four points, and if it's a draw, then the teams just split two points each. Um, and this so this is the first ever multi-format series because normally if you verse another uh, country and you might play few test matches and a few odis or whatever they are different series they're for different trophies but this one here is just for the one trophy which i think is a really good idea because it makes it like more competitive and you get more players playing if you have multi-formats it becomes more of like a it's not as much based on the team but more like the country and like the players like exactly um uh what's the word the depth that you guys have got in like different formats of course, yeah, and this would be also another great thing to uh, implement into the men's game. Um, I know this is revolu- revolutionary across all of cricket, I believe, but um, yep. But it, it's just like such a great way to uh, to play cricket. It's a uh, definitely a development, and uh, how teams are selected and how squads are selected is going to change. Because um, I know Australia, I think for the T20 World Cup. I think we're just getting all of our big hitters. I think Finch is a captain and Steve Smith uh, will barely get a run, I believe. So, um, if he's mm-hmm. even in the squad. Yeah, no, I think I think he is. It'll be... Um, yeah. I think we're going to talk about that in a few episodes' time when we come up to the T20 World Cup, which starts next next month. Uh, yeah. So, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that happens. But, uh. uh yeah so the australian uh oh, Bob, just hold on a second starting- mate oh hold on a second oh. your, your mic is a little you got to think about viewer uh viewer viewership mate you gotta to... just give, yeah, give it I'm another gonna... go now because it's just a bit blurry was it was it a bit blurry for you yeah a bit blurry cutting out a bit it's not great still but you know we'll continue improvement oh all right. Well, we'll I'm, beg I'm, you apolog- for it next week, mate. We'll beg you. Apologies for, for my bad network. Uh, I'll try and improve for that for next week. Uh, yeah. I'll cop it on the chin. I'll come back better and stronger next week. That's what we love to hear. Yeah. So let's just hope the Australian woman can beat India in Absolutely. this new multi format series. Do we know what the trophy is called, Bob? Oh, uh, I would have to do some research on that actually. Okay. Well, we get to, will, will we get to them next week or will we look it up right now? Well, I'm currently looking it up right now, but okay. there's a chance that I won't uh, get yeah. it. With something as um, new as this, there might not be a Wikipedia page telling us or something. That's true. Uh, as it is the first time it's ever exactly. happened. Exactly. Well, I know and that the- it's called the Com- the Commonwealth Bank Series, if that, oh, okay. that helps any of the viewers out. Um, yeah. Well, Commonwealth Bank—that can change. That's just like a Magellan, and um, who's sponsoring the Ashes right now? It's interchangeable, right? That's—it's yeah, not like they, the, they uh, change. Yeah. Oh well. Um, the well, Vodafone are doing the Ashes. Yes, years. that's right. It's—it's well, it's just called the Combank series. So, all right. Well, we'll do some further research on it, and we'll try to get to all you. Uh, and if we can't yeah, we- find it, we'll. Uh, We'll make note of that and we will do our best to find it in future episodes. We will. We'll will put in some time and effort into this to try and... Absolutely. The things we do for the, the pod. Exactly, exactly. Well, well um, I think that we have discussed everything to do with sport this week. Okay. Well, um, we do. we do have a big announcement now to make. Yes, uh, Bobby, would you like to? Uh, would you like the honors? I will. So for episode three of the podcast coming out on the twenty eighth of September, in where you'll be listening, so it'll be a week today, I think. If you listen on Tuesday, uh, we are getting a special guest. We have current first eighteen Kerry footballer and future number one draft pick Charlie Connell Tobin coming onto to the podcast as a special guest to review the AFL Grand Final with us. That's right. You heard it first. Uh, uh, n- number one draft pick for the 2023 uh, class. It's... Uh, exactly. Exactly. It's a... Uh, it, it's going to be a good episode. About. Absolutely. It's going to be we a good will. episode. What we will uh, what will we be hearing from him, Bob? We'll be hearing about the Grand Final review, his opinions, his thoughts. Um, anything else? I think else? that... Uh, I think- a bit uh, of his story. Yeah, we might we might ask him some questions. The story of the 16-year-old <laughs> boy. Ask him about his uh, beloved Hawthorne Hawks. Uh, and then okay, I think himself. that... Yeah, and then we'll, we'll see where it goes. I think, Absolutely. Uh, next episode will definitely be a cracker of an episode, to, just to say the least. Absolutely. But I'm looking forward to, to it a lot. So um, I guess we'll have to sign off from here. And... Yeah. Again, we'll, uh, go check it, check us out on Instagram at, uh, at the Players Podcast, or it might even be at the Real Players Podcast. Instagram is the Real Players Podcast. If you'd like yep. to email us, uh, the email is the Real Players at gmail.com. Uh, the YouTube is the Players Podcast. Um, whether you're listening to this on YouTube or uh, on Spotify, Spotify, yes, um, and yeah, if you are listening on this with a platform that allows you to comment or like, please uh, give us all the likes. and Do comments it. possible. Just do it. Just do, just it. do it. It's... Subscribe on our YouTube. It's called us on Spotify. It helps us Let's... grow. It does. Let's just get this money in here. Basically. <laughs> that's, that's all we're asking. Oh yes. Uh, and uh, yeah. So if you want to follow the Instagram, we'll be giving updates during the week about the episodes, special guests, even be snippets from the episodes. Also, we also have an, another announcement, another one. We are starting oh, yeah. up this new series on YouTube called, Oh, yes, which, which will be on the same uh, YouTube account called Bopinaz's Quizzes, where oh, okay. every week we'll, we will tackle a sporting relevant quiz and see how we go. So, possibly we'll even get two if we're up feeling like it. We'll, uh, maybe. So, the see. first episode of that will be coming out very shortly to keep your eyes peeled should we put a date on that right here right now but off the top of our head um we could upload it on tuesday or wednesday if you wanted to just get it up there as soon as we can or even today on the monday i'll say i'll say it will come out the day of the podcast but not before the podcast can we can we also do a quick Jack Medley, who just liked oh, our post. Mate, you on cut out there for Instagram a second. Account. Apologies, mate. You just cut out there for a second. Uh, can you please Sorry. re-announce the announcement? Quay, please give a quick shout out to Jack Medley, who liked our Instagram post just then. Oh, quick shout out yeah, to yeah, a listener yeah. of the pod. Exactly. Uh, he is the listener of the week. If you, uh, if you guys can guess what time we're filming and like the post, I'll give you guys a shout out on the podcast. Yes. Well, um... So, I think I think that's it. It's been a good episode, hasn't uh, yes. it? Yes, it has been a good episode, mate. And I'm looking forward to episode three. Um, it's great fun doing this with you, both. It's. Cheers. Unfortunately, it's time we sign off. So, see you, mate. Have a good one. Have a good one, mate.